Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora koutou, you're on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Uh, my name is David, this is B-Side Stories, and in the studio today we have... This is Laura. Right at the top. Yeah, is that okay? Can you hear me? Yes, I've been finding this mic sounds a bit distant, doesn't it? I can totally hear you, David. Thank you for your help. Okay. Yeah, <coughs> we're, we're doing all right. Um... We have one other uh, person joining us in the studio today who's a new guest. Ah, thank you, <laughs> Esther. We have a new, uh, a new host, rather, not a new guest, a new host, um, who uh, is joining us on the show for the first time. So, Katia, why don't you take a second to introduce yourself? Kerakoto, my name is Katia. I'm really excited to be joining B-Side Stories as a host and, yeah, tell you more when I get to interview my first guest later on. Wicked. Uh, why don't you tease us? Give us a little mm. a little hint of what people should keep listening for in the second half. Well, we'll be interviewing Dr. C from Extinction Rebellion in the second half, so we'll keep topic talking about the environment, I guess, and activism. And yeah, and about what Extinction Rebellion is doing in Wellington and in Aotearoa. I I think that seems like a really good mix the the two guests we have in today absolutely because the first person we have in is for, is from uh, school strike for climate so i'm going to go ahead and introduce him now um hugo olson smith is um here to uh tell us about the big general strike that school mm. strike for climate has organized for this friday it's going to be huge you don't want to miss it because um it's history making stuff and uh, Hugo is a recent grad from Victoria University, and he's the, the sound volunteer with School Strike for Climate. So we'll learn about what his role is in the strike and why it's important to him. So kia ora, Hugo. Kia ora. Thanks for being here. It's good to be with you. So t- can you tell me about what's going to happen on Friday for Wellingtonians? Cool. Um, so on Friday, essentially there's going to be a big march starting from Civic Square, at 11 a.m., and is going to approach Parliament. It'll be a big march. We'll go across uh, through Lambton Quay, through Willow Street, and so on. And we're going to be demanding uh, the urgent action that's required to tackle the enormous issue of climate change. Who's invited? Everyone. Everyone is invited. Everyone can and should come, including everyone in this room, by the way. I hope to see you there. Mm. Okay. I'll be there. Um. Epic. So, uh, who is organizing this event, or what's the what's the source of this sort of climate strike movement? So, it began with uh, Greta Thunberg in Sweden, and she began in 2018, uh, skipping school on a Friday, and in doing so, she would protest uh, government inaction on climate change, and uh, this has gradually uh, translated into a global movement. The first one this year was on March 15th, and there was a, uh, another one in uh, late May. And this one has been called a global general strike. The difference between this one and the others is that it's called Strike for Climate this time because we're trying to uh, encourage uh, everyone to come. And uh, 
you know, we're expecting a big turnout. New Zealand's doing it on uh, September 27th, and most other countries have been doing it on uh, the 20th of September, so I'm sure many people have seen it in the news as well. Yeah. Um, how have the, the overseas strikes been looking? What's the turnout been like elsewhere? I know the figure is definitely in the millions. Wow. I definitely know that. So it's a, a pretty... Yeah, it's a pretty big thing. Yes, yeah, some thing. of the sort of uh, imagery of of people filling the streets in other cities is really striking. Mm. So how does that make you feel about the movement that uh, you're involved in? I would say, um, yeah, the movement, it increased momentum. That's all I can really say, which is a great thing. Um, this is a movement that we just need. It, it's a people power thing. And if we're ever to uh, tackle this issue that threatens literally everything that you can think of. Um, we just need everyone on board. And so to see more and more people join this movement and support it, is, it, it is, it's very encouraging. Wicked. Yeah. Um, I really have, I always really respect the school strike movement because the demands are so clear. But can you sort of paint a picture for people like, what is this? This strike movement, um, what's it all about achieving? How will things look different if we're successful in, in this movement? I would say um, it all ultimately boils down, uh, boils down to reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And that's what we have absolutely no choice but to do. Uh, I understand the uh, International Panel on Climate Change concluded that we have to reduce world greenhouse gas emissions by 50% by 2030. And that's, that's, that means a lot of things in the world are going to have to change. And we have to get our politicians to rally round that particular cause. So that's what uh, School Strike for Climate, alongside Pacific Climate Warriors, who, are working, uh, who we're working with as well, that's what we're ultimately trying to achieve and uh, secure a very healthy... Uh, habitable planet for future generations, for the rest of civilization, because we can't. <laughs> there's no point sugarcoating it. It, it is the rest of uh, civilization. So yeah, yeah. Um, do you? What is it that brought you? What What is it that makes you care about climate change? I know it can seem <laughs> like a pretty every all encompassing sort of issue, mm. but do you have something personal to you that you care about, or something that you saw that might have inspired you to get involved in climate change? In, in the first place? I, I couldn't think of any particular moment or instance. It was a, it was a gradual thing. Um, and over the past few years, on a personal level, I've just been changing my personal habits uh, to uh, work in, in harmony with the environment, things to do with uh, being vegan. Um, but eventually I just came to the realisation that the world is just not changing fast enough to keep up with what needs to change if uh, the world is going to stay habitable for humanity. So I decided that it was ultimately time to become involved with uh, local environmental groups and local environmental campaigns. And, yeah, that was basically it. Hmm. And you have the very cool title of being the sound volunteer engineer. <laughs> right. Can you, what is that? What's your role? So uh, I help out with uh, things to do with setting up the sound gear at the at both Civic Square and Parliament. And uh, I also uh, helped organise, uh, uh, we put on a, uh, a, a big gig at Meow on earlier in the month that was uh, 
uh, all about supporting School Strike for Climate, raising funds and things like that, um, which was a really an, an awesome night as well. Um, we were able to tell a big bunch of people uh, at the gig that we should definitely, you know, you should all definitely come support the cause. Um, so yeah, anything to do with sound, sound, and I'm definitely there. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, what's what's your background that gives you that expertise to run the sound system for a big event like this? Uh, my music background, I'd say. Cool. Um, I graduated from music school at the start of the year, and um, just working in bands, you you know, you you learn a lot about sound setup and things like that. So, and how to work in these situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there going to be some big speeches at the event there on will Friday? Be. There yeah. definitely will any, be. Any names I might recognize or, or inspirational people who are joining in? Um, I couldn't. I don't actually have the list of the people who are speaking, but I right. know that they will be very powerful speeches. Very, very powerful speeches. Yes. Okay. So you, if you come, you will definitely find out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, very cool. Re- remind us again... Um, uh, what time? What time should we should we show up? Um, Civic Square, eleven a.m. Right, that's and, the best time to and, show up. And there's a there's a walk involved. There is. There's a march. Okay. Uh, and then we'll be marching from Civic Square all the way to Parliament. Yeah. And uh, that's where the speeches will begin and Q and A sessions. Right. And yeah, that'll be that. Yeah. Um, have you have you been to the other events in Wellington, the other school strike events? Yeah, yeah, I was involved with the two previous ones as well. Oh, great! Um, and how did they go? They were they were really really significant uh, in my view because it's really it, it does not happen enough that we're able to talk to politicians and ask them in front of a crowd about their climate policy. That just doesn't happen enough. So it was really really good that that could happen. And, um, yeah, it just, like I said, it just doesn't happen enough. There were big crowds. Uh, we had quite a few things to, to express, <laughs> to say the least to them. Um, and, yeah, it was just really good to hear their responses and see what they have to say in these situations. Hmm. Yeah. I, um, um, Perrine and I, who are, um, Perrine is another host on this uh, show and podcast, mm-hmm. we made some recordings at the second School Strike for Climate. Um, every single young person we spoke to, no matter what their age or uh, whether they were an organizer or just a bystander on the day, had some really articulate things mm. to say about why they were there and what they cared about. Um, it seems like not just a way to get an afternoon off school. It seems like um, something that's really uh, activated people's imaginations mm. and and it is a, a fight for a better future it is definitely yeah it's um that's quite an interesting point and and hugo you were saying about how you're not sure who will be speaking but you know it'll be good um i heard uh greta thunberg on the news this morning and i i i mean she was amazing she was so eloquent and uh such a passionate speaker and i guess i thought that it's one thing to protest outside parliament week after week i mean maybe maybe any of us could do that but to hear her speaking so well was was really inspiring that uh you know she's she's really living it and, yeah. and feeling it yeah yeah is she a big inspiration for what's happening in new zealand absolutely yeah definitely 
No, no doubt about it. She's a bit scary. Sometimes I get a bit scared when I hear her speeches. <laughs> well, she is very bold, but there needs to be.、Uh, I mean, the fact is, is that if we are to work our way through this situation,、uh, through this ecological crisis, we need bold leadership. So,、uh, hopefully, someone will be able to、uh, provide those bold policies in New Zealand. Yeah.、Um, She's speaking on a world stage and demanding urgent action. There, how do you think New Zealand is doing? How do you do? You think we're on the right track here? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be frank, no, I don't think we are.、Um, and I say that because、uh, New Zealand's carbon emissions per capita—they've—we、uh, haven't really made significant process in terms of decreasing them. Regardless of whether you've had Labor or National in power, it doesn't matter. They tend to hover. Uh, different sources vary,、um, although a commonly accepted、uh, figure is around about seven and a half metric tons per capita. And what is、uh, quite an interesting statistic is that if everyone lived by that, by that quota, we definitely have to bring.、Uh, and these these are figures from Pro- Project Ren, an organisation dedicated to、uh, carbon offsetting schemes.、Uh, we would have to bring that、uh, figure down to zero. In approximately, I believe,、uh, six and a half years, if humanity had any chance of surviving in a habitable planet. So,、um, could you repeat your question? Sorry, I just had a bit of a sidetrack. <laughs> how, how is New Zealand doing? I know you said we're not doing so well. Yeah. I can see that our individual carbon emissions are, yes, not not good by global、mm. standards. We've got the zero carbon bill coming down the track. I mean, are we making a step in the right direction? I would say it is that is definitely a step in the right direction. There were some really incredible people from Generation Zero who helped uh, uh, draft that bill, and they're doing God's work.、Um, so、uh, kudos to them. I mean,、uh, thank God they did that. What we really need for that bill is for it to be legally binding.、Uh, the the bill, yeah, it, it it will make a world of difference if it's legally binding. That means we will legally hold.、Uh, Uh, conglomerates and cooperatives and corporations to legal standards that they simply have to abide by. Yeah. So if we can, if we can make a big change and reduce our emissions, do you have hope for the rest of the world following suit? Or, I mean, are we a drop in the bucket? Is is what I'm asking? Oh, I see. Just little old New Zealand. Well, some people do have that approach.、Um, I saw something that I can't remember her first name, but she was on the、uh, the panel that was talked.、Uh, that was、uh, there was a panel in the United States Congress、mm. that was、uh, testifying, and、uh, Greta Thunberg was part of that panel. I can't remember her last name. Her last name was Margolin, and she said, "If you look in the future,、uh, what would it mean if someone said, 'Yeah, I didn't really.'" I didn't really pressure my government to、uh, do anything about climate change because this other country wasn't really asking their government to do much about it. So why should I? It doesn't really make much, much sense. I mean, I know New Zealand does actually have quite a small contribution in the global sense of things, but、uh, if everyone—I mean, everyone in the world—we're all in this together ultimately,、uh, regardless of whether you come from a small country, from a big country. Everyone wants、uh, planet Earth to be habitable to future generations, so we ultimately have a responsibility to make sure that that is the case. And I will say as well,、uh, 
groups such as Fonterra, who are uh, involved with many of the dairy farms in New Zealand, they are a key contributor to uh, greenhouse, gas em- greenhouse gas emissions in New Zealand. And even if uh, we uh, cut down the number of dairy farms in New Zealand, not only would that cut down New Zealand's uh, greenhouse gas emissions, which are on a uh, global scale are small compared to countries such as India, China and the USA, that would still have uh, amazing effects on the uh, New Zealanders' vi- environment, such as uh, uh, allowing our, our rivers to be cleaner and uh, uh, less uh, water use in, the, in New Zealand as well. Mm. So, yeah. You are starting to get onto some of these points, but how do you think our lives in New Zealand would look different if we achieve this net zero carbon, carbon neutral economy, a New Zealand where we're not producing any carbon emissions, mm-hmm. wh- what do you think w- might be different when you walk out your door in the morning? That's, yeah, that's a very interesting question because I don't know what it, what it looks like. I think uh, Greta Thunberg said in her speech that uh, we're, what's scary is that we're so far away from uh, achieving the policies that we need. We don't, and uh, consequently, we don't know what it's going to look like. But uh, what I can say in the immediate sense is that uh, if New Zealand had only electric uh, vehicles, that would definitely reduce our carbon footprint. So it might look something like that. In New Zealand, we only had uh, uh, electric vehicles. Um, It would probably look like you'd see a lot, uh, many fewer cafes selling meat and dairy. (laughs) Um, but I don't know, you, you, that might be a question for, uh, a, a very creative engineer, to be honest, because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, but we're picturing that it would be, um, I guess. Hopefully a, soon. A better future. Yeah, definitely. Not hard. We won't be destitute on the corner with nothing left. Mm. We'll actually have a... A bright, shining future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a finite future. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Well, um, tell me a little about um, the other people involved in the mm-hmm. school strike movement. Um, what kind of skills and things have they brought to the table? And uh, I guess, how have you worked as a team to organize these amazing, huge events? Um, so I think the two main organizers uh, for... School uh, Strike for Climate Wellington are uh, Sophie Hanford and Raven Mader. And uh, in terms of, uh, could you, sorry, could you pe- repeat the question again? Sorry. Was Just wanting to hear more about the team. What kind of skills see, yeah. do they have and how have you used it to organize these amazing events? Um, I would definitely say, in terms of uh, Sophie and Raven, that they're incredible organizers. Um, so. They've been involved with uh, hosting political events in the past as well. Um, but, th- yeah, that's definitely a big one, being able to host a political event. Event management is a really big part of it. Um, We're lucky to also have uh, some very good photographers and videographers on board. Basically, we just, when it comes to uh, everyone in the group, everyone can just pitch in in a particular way, whether that, that is uh, if, they, if they're a good graphic designer or if they're really good at uh, community organizing or um, if they are really good public speakers, so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah. And it must have been a bit daunting, especially maybe for the first event or the second event, you know, a, a youth movement organizing a huge event 
there's a lot of unknowns, maybe a lot of people who haven't done that kind of thing before. What, what was that like? Um, well, what's really cool about it is that as we've uh, so this is the third strike that we've done, yeah. and each one we do were able to make it bigger and better. So I could say, yeah, probably th- uh, the first time it probably was really daunting for some of us, but uh, confidence grows with experience. So, um, but this one we're expecting quite a big crowd. So uh, that there is that aspect that is quite daunting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I heard the sound is going to be all ready to, so everyone can hear. <laughs> Yes, yes, we yes. will have good sound. <laughs> we will have very good sound, both at Civic Square and at uh, Parliament. Epic. Yeah. So we've we've got the we've got the details for um, Friday in Wellington, uh, Civic Square at eleven a.m., mm-hmm. and then walking down to Parliament. Um, if people are outside of Wellington and they want to find the event closest to them, where should where should they look? Where can they look online to they find out They should look more? on Facebook. Yeah, if you type in "Strike for Climate" on Facebook, uh, you will see a list of events. And you can find the closest one to you. Sounds yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Hugo, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Talking about School Strike. Pleasure. Good luck for Friday. Thank you. Okay, we're going to play a song. Take us into the second half. Just beyond my reach, not beyond my sight. Hope for a generation. Hope for a generation. Beyond my reach, not beyond my sight. Hope for a generation. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.